You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. We preserve the history and sport of hunting through curious conversation and action-packed hunts, as well as offering you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hunters Advantage Podcast. This is episode number 124. Today I'm joined by Jacobi Gaylord, the uh, big buck slayer of yesteryear. How's it going? Yesteryear? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Just doing a little bit of preparation for uh, the upcoming events that we will not foreclose. Mm, Okay, I'm with you. Or will we? Yes, we will. But before we get into that, <laughs> you're so people have been asking on social media to hear more hunt talk episodes, and I've been sitting at home for about ten days straight. So you got to give the people an update on how your hunting's been going. Uh, well, I don't have a BBD. There's no bit. I've not used that hashtag yet this year. So uh, if that says anything about how my hunting's gone, uh, but the cameras are starting to pop a little bit. Because I finally took the initiative to go set out that uh the, the golden nuggets. Uh, yeah, the golden nuggets Acorns. in a big old pile. And yep. since then my cameras have absolutely exploded. And like one night after setting out the corn, I had like like no joke, probably seven or eight new bucks show up. And out of those seven or eight, two of them are tanks. Shoot terrors? Shooters, yes. One of them's just like I I think he's a a mainframe eight and he might have like a little bit of like a few stickers or something on his brow. But the other one is the one I passed last year and he, he probably blew up 15 inches. I'd say you very confident that that's the one I'm pretty sure that's the same one. If not, then so me pink. I don't know. People might've seen it though. Cause we've used some of that footage in some recent videos. Just overlaying is about a 125 inch 10. You can tell he's, three and a half years old this is last year and this year he's looking like his bigger brother from last year but from what you say i mean i sent you the trail cam pictures along with the pictures from last year and you even said that that's 100 percent definitely the same deer i think it is the the same deer it's a shame he uh he already, bro- already broke an eye guard he's a warrior you know, that's not, that's not going to do anything for me. You know, that's true. <laughs> it's only that's an eye guard. If it was the whole, if it was the whole like left side or something, I'd be like, damn it. You know, but an eye guard's an eye guard, you know, he'll, it's a story that counts. It'll buff. It'll buff. Yeah. So he, uh, we think he's what, probably a low forties type deer with the that's what I'm full rack. That's what I'm thinking. So he's probably a mid to upper thirties. Yeah. Yep. Right now. Yeah. Minus the deduction of the big old eye guard for sure. Well, that's that's the funny thing. We always talk about how nets are for fish, but this deer's got you talk about really taking a hit on some eye guards. This fool's got six inch eye guards. So you lose one, you lose both in the scoring sheet. You know, that's again, I don't care because I know I know I don't know, it, it's just the history with that deer. I and granted it's only two years worth of history. And like I feel like if I pass him, if he makes it through rifle and 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 I pass him again, because that's what happened last December, that, that's when I seen him, I think was in like uh, early December. And I was like, okay, if that's what basically made me pass them was, okay, it's December. Most people are done hunting for the year. So if I pass this deer, he's probably going to survive. And 
so if it gets to that point again, like it's going to be a shame because like if I see him again in December, if he's on his same little routine pattern and that's when I end up getting on him is in early December again, then it's a shame because he could live to five and a half, but if he walks out, he's not. So, I mean, unless I just screw the pooch, but he's as old as he's going to get. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take a different approach though. I mean, depending on where you're hunting, like, if you're on a, a super remote lease where no one has access and there's thousands of acres and nobody hunts around, yeah, you should you should probably let deer get to five and a half and some people even six and a half. But these highly pressured areas, a four and a half year old deer is a mature deer by yes. anyone's standards. And so, yeah, there's uh, there's which I'm sure a lot of people, if you're a longtime listener, have already heard these stories. But there's there's literally neighboring on the neighboring properties, basically all the way around this piece. There's literally deer stands that you can see from the fence. Some are even hanging over the fence, like are on the tree on the neighbor's side, but are literally, if you had to put a wall up on the fence, it would literally break the tree stand in half is like how far the tree stands are hanging over. And it's just like, Hmm, wonder where they're shooting. But, uh, I mean, like we talked about the other day, I've spent like 2017, 2018, even probably 2019, just fretting about little things like that, that you just can't control. So at this point it's just like, you know, you just got to basically take your blows and then hope for the best. So that's what we're doing. You, you obviously have some pretty, it's going to, it's an accomplishment to shoot a four and a half year old deer in where we grew up though. Cause you know, those suckers are getting pounded harder than a lot of the deer that we hunt. I know you wanted to use a better analogy than that, but <laughs> pounded, you could use what I mean. They're getting hunted harder than, yeah. than a lot of deer. So four and a half year old buck, that's an, that's an accomplishment. And you, you want to get it done. I mean, I shot the six by seven. I only had two years of history with him and it felt like we had spent a lifetime together. Right. Cause I've spent, dude, I spent like dozens of hours just looking at pictures of him being like, mm, one day. Didn't, didn't you see him last year as well though? I had him on, on trail camera and daylight oh, all camera. the time. I I didn't hunt that property past October, like 16th. So I never really got in there, got in there and got after him. That's true. So he survived. Um, you have a really good, uh, you 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 have a good good property though. So I I think uh, I think you got a good chance at that buck. So good good property for now. Yeah, dude. Now. But it's it's kind of surprised me like over last year and then this year looking at at the pictures. There's pretty damn good genetics there. Like all those little little bitty ones. Some of them have like just a spike, and then some of them on the other side have like like a spike, and then already four little nubs growing out. And it's just like that's for sure like a year like a yearling like. Should be just like a, I don't want to say mainframe spike or whatever, but should just be a spike. But the, like it already has five points on one side and it's just like, could be like a deformity, could be a, I guess a two-year-old, but it doesn't look like it. Basket rack eights are exciting though. Basket rack eights, yeah. basket rack 10. You're like, okay, this year's like 18 months old and it's got 10 points. Did I send you that one that, that uh, it wanted to be like a little basket rack, but like I said, it has like four on one side. And then on the, then on the bottom, remember how droop was? It was kind of like that, but just hanging down. It, and it was a hundred percent a drop time. Really? Yeah. And it has like probably it's probably like a three inch drop time. I'll send you the picture later. But it's mm. just like probably a two year old, and it already has like a three inch drop time. It's crazy. Well, well, you need to kill that four and a half year old or one of those five year olds to uh, make room for the for the next gen of the drop times. You know, because you know what's funny? Someone will shoot that that year that yearling if it has a drop time. But like, dude, it had a drop time though. I had my to. first drop time. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's just what sucks. I mean, I, I mean, I could have shot Droop. Droop, Droop was in on, in on a corn pile. If you don't know Droop, I guess go look through the 918 Media page. 
but uh, I never seen that deer again either. Well, we uh, we wanted to talk about our our upcoming trip a little bit. So we've done rutcation trips in the past, and 2020 they're about as fruitful as God could supply. <laughs> and 2021 was also yeah. a, a very fruitful trip as far as opportunities go. Um, but we went one for three on sealing the deal. But everybody had an opportunity. But everybody had an opportunity. What are your expectations for for this rutcation trip? How do you feel like it's gonna not play out? Because we don't we don't uh, pull the strings. But how how's your uh, how do you, how's your confidence going into this trip, dude? My confidence is is pretty high to be honest. I mean, it always helps that we haven't been there since obviously last November, or I guess we were there in January one time. But but you know what I mean. And so we're in the best part of the year for at least that part of, uh, I guess the state. Yeah. And so therefore I'm expecting to see movement from years past three, four Mm -hmm. years. We've been hunting it like seriously past, uh, consistently. That's when the deer were on their feet. If someone wasn't see, like if I wasn't seeing them personally, then either you were seeing them, Peyton could be seeing them, Justin or Jordan could be seeing them, you know? So that's when they're for sure on their feet. And so, by hunting that in years past, it's like, okay, if I'm not in them, if I don't see movement, that doesn't mean that spot's bad, but it just means I need to move because they're moving elsewhere. And so I think that's, that that's really good because it, I think it can get inside your head in October and stuff. Just like, man, you know, I just don't know if I'm in the right spot or if, uh, if they're just not moving or if I am in the right spot and they're just not moving, like it's just one of those things, but going into it, I'm expecting to see movement and, I'm expecting to have an opportunity. And so, I mean, that's just, so, I mean, I'm ready. I'm jacked. We haven't been there in a very long time. So I don't know. How do you feel about it? Before I talk about how I feel about it, I wanted to, the October thing, that's a real thing because last or a few weekends ago when I was sitting in Kansas, I was sitting in a spot that like, I was like, man, this is amazing. I, I there's going to be a deer here. And it, here it is like set, like almost seven o'clock. 15 minutes to- till dark, complete shooting lights gone. And I haven't seen anything. I'm like, this spot sucks. Yeah. And then from seven to seven fifteen, I, I shoot a coyote and see six different bucks. I'm like, Oh, this spot's amazing. I am good at picking spots. Yeah. But <laughs> that, that happens in, in November. It's not as much of a, like a coin flip. Like if there are deer in that area, you're going to see deer because they're at peak movement that the, for the year. And you're probably going to see some bucks. So that October thing is real. As far as expectations for this trip goes and how I feel about it, I feel great um, in the preparation. We haven't ran trail cameras in this spot this year because realistically speaking, we've hunted this spot for the last, gosh, six, seven. I think the first time I went there was like eight years ago. And we've hunted it fairly consistently for the last three years and kind of off and on for the last five, six. So I feel good about understanding the topography and kind of how the deer utilize it and what they like. Um, I feel good about that and I feel good about getting an opportunity, but there's always that little bit of anxiousness of like, but I haven't got my opportunity. I haven't drew my bow. I haven't shot at a deer. And it's always that question in the back of your mind of like, is this going to happen? Like, and that's kind of what keeps me going. You know, that what, what if I don't get it done? What if I can't get it done? What if I don't get an opportunity? That kind of thing. But, um, that's kind of where I'm at. I have the confidence in our spots and the ability to find spots, but 
Oh, that. So, that... so to go even further from what I got from it, like, are you, are you not, are you unsure of your ability to shoot the deer or are you unsure of your ability to get one in front of you? Is that, is I'm that not unsure saying? of either of those things, but you know, deer hunting, it yeah. takes, it takes like the, the perfect blend of all these things coming together for it to work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when it's perfect it's and you hit not. the deer perfect, it <laughs> still doesn't work. So it's yeah. like, it's just that little, um, you know, you got the good and the evil on each shoulder. It's the evil part being like, everything could go perfect, but you still might not get it done. It's that I part. Think, I think that's called bow hunting. That is called shooting animals with a sharp stick. Yeah. So, uh, so you already have one down in Oklahoma. And for those who don't know, Oklahoma is a two buck state. Uh, you've already filled one, 144 inch, 13 point. So what's your, what's your, uh, what's your limit for your second tag? Like, is there, is there a threshold you're, you're willing to cross? Like, are you like 125 and up? What's mm. your, what's your second tag? What are you holding out for in your second tag? That's, uh, that's, uh, burning a hole in your pocket. Man, I want I don't like getting too much into to the inches thing because that might turn some people off. But at the same time, um, teach their own, teach their own on public. I, I'd like to think something around 130 inches would get me going. Like that's just where I'm at, and you know all the hunting that we've done. Um, that's kind of where my my standards are. And for you guys that maybe live in the Midwest, you're like, oh, 130. What the heck? Okay, 130 inch eight womb. point. Yeah, 130 <laughs> inch eight point is like a is like a moose to me, especially I mean, down there. Those little bitty labradoodle bodies. Gosh, I looking thick. If I only killed 130 inch eights for the rest of my life, I could be satisfied because they're just big brute looking deer. Um, that's that's probably about my cutoff. Last year it was a little below that, and. I was pumped up. I was happy with that deer. A lot of the, a lot of the threshold depends on the experience. Like, right. Um, when you're, it's hard to describe, but when you're in camp, you want to be the guy that gets it done. Like yeah, everyone's yeah. in camp and everyone's like, when everyone, when a truck pulls up into camp, everyone's like, especially they, if they, it's like, late, like, yeah. because down there you have no cell phone so, service or anything like that. So it's like, okay, I wonder where so-and-so is because typically, uh, the way it's set up, most people take one truck in. Right. And for a couple mean, guys. Yes. Yeah. And so like I get, they have to drive like down, uh, different ways, different roads and stuff, pick, picking people up. But for the most part, like at least the way our camp's set up, we have limited amount of trucks, you know, just to help with, uh, eco-friendly. Right. And, uh, so idea. if, if someone comes in late, it's just like, okay, are they looking for a, a deer? Are they, uh, are they just running late because someone was slow getting out of their stand? Like it's one of those things. So if you're already back at camp and someone comes rolling in, no matter if it's like midday or especially at nighttime, it's just like, Hey, as soon as they pull in, everybody goes up to the truck and immediately sticks their head in the back. Like what's up. There's a, there's a certain like camaraderie around like camp where it's like, Everybody gets, it's, it's almost like you're hunting as a team. It's like, you got like six members of the team and you're dispersing and you're like, all right, somebody get it done. Cause we're going to celebrate if you do. And every time someone gets one, everyone's like, yeah, you run back, yeah. look at it in the truck. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. And it's fun to, uh, it's fun to do that. And it feels like to me, 
even if you lower your standards a little bit, like let's say you go out there and you wanted to shoot a 130 and you shoot a 120. In that moment when you're there with everyone, you're like, this is awesome. You oh, know, yeah. like I don't care that it's not a 130. It's this is like I love chilling at camp, eating, hanging out. Like last year we had between our group, there was like four bucks hanging up at camp at one day. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, like people driving by me like, what are you guys doing? And it's just it's just fun to have success. And in the mountains, like it's hard. It's not uh it's not easy to go out and shoot. I mean, I, even though the average deer probably is 120 inch or down there. Cause there's not a lot of them. Um, it's just, it's just fun to have success. So I say 130, and I hold that. The thing is, I, I only have one more tag. So I hold that pretty firmly because I could go back to private and get it done. But man, there is something magical about just getting it done on public. So if it's day four, day five, day six, and Mr. 125 scrolls by, Understand. Better not make it a chip shot. Speaking, okay, going back on camp, it's also one of the only times where you can drink a beer after, like, I don't know, maybe 10, 30, 11, after you get out of the stand, and it's yeah. acceptable. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So there, there's always that. Like, if if you don't, you know, make any deer become expired, then... Uh, deflate. You always, yeah, you can always deflate a can. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for that. Um, that's leg one. So we're gonna mentally. Do leg... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm still I'm still stuck on the uh, the Oklahoma train. Okay. So mentally, are you are you prepared for it? Like, are you prepared for those? For let's say it's day four and you haven't seen jack crap. No. Ho- hopefully that hopefully that doesn't <laughs> happen. But going back to the previous years and like mainly in October. And it happened to me last November too, because I was seeing deer, but I never could put the pieces together. And each time I was like, okay, I'm going to move. This is the last time in this spot or else. And if I don't see anything, I'm moving. And then I'd always get that like little sprinkle of fairy dust. I was like, there's a buck 75 yards away. Didn't even get a shot at it. Nothing like that. And like, that's what I'd stay. And that gets you so frustrated where it was to the point where just like, I'm about to throw this cot in the fire and then, try to punch holes in this wall tent mm-hmm. yeah it's like it gets to for me it it got to that point last year and i know everybody gets frustrated it's a combination of point. things it's like it's not seeing deer it's other people are bringing deer back to camp it's i'm not sleeping well because last year Dude, all of our fire hood all of our firewood was completely wet and i was just sitting in my like caught just shivering so it's just all those things they wear on you. Day one, it's like, okay, I'm a little frustrated. Day two, I'm a little more frustrated. By day four, five, six, if it's still the trend continues, you're like, all right, I want to cut my leg off. Like it just makes yeah. you, it's just a pressure pot. Uh, it just boils up that pressure. But um, this I, year, oh, go ahead. Fortunately enough, I already have a deer, so I don't have to get another deer. I don't have to, but I want to. Like I right. told you the other day. When that deer leaves to go to the taxidermist, to me, until I get that deer back, that never happened. Like it's not real it's until until I, yeah, it, it just it's just it's just gone. So to me, I'm just as hyped up and hungry as if I haven't killed one this year. So, but I hope that that doesn't wear on me. I've tried to take some steps to make sure that I'm a little more uh, sleep a little better. You know, better caught. Make sure we have firewood. Make sure we have the right you know food stocked up on energy drinks. I try to keep those things, but at the, at the end of the day, that stuff's going to wear on you. And 
but you got to keep it. You got to keep a positive mindset, or else you'll just want to go home. Yeah, and that's that's what's different about this year is because we haven't we haven't made a trip there yet. And in past, we were we were there almost every single weekend. And it wears and, on you. Yeah, and, and and it's that, and it's just like okay, I'm in what's supposed to be the peak time down here, and I've and I've had three to four weekends worth of worth of scouting and just experience down here before the season, just kind of kind of get my head in the ball game down here. And still yet, I'm not doing it. And then now it's just like, I feel like the first three days, at least I'm just going to be excited to be there. Like, oh, this is awesome. I'm finally hanging a saddle in a straight tree for once. Like, that's sick. That's awesome. <laughs> so Every tree is a climbable tree. Yeah. So if, if I can get one down in the first three days down there, I'll just be, I'll feel absolutely blessed. But day four and five roll around, I'm just going to be like, okay, what's up, God? Do you even love yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah, that's when the the one the one morning of sleeping in changes your life. But that's the one morning you're you're uh, you're going to miss that big buck walking by the tree. That's true. Well, that that's a good segue though. Is what we're going to do in Oklahoma. Um, there's a second leg of the trip. You know, we might take a take a few days off, get some work done, um, come back home, and then we're going to do a leg two of the trip in uh, a little out of state action. What's what's going on in the good old. Uh, Shoot, I was trying to think of Kansas's like staple term for their state, but I don't know what it's called. The Hawkeyes? No, what is it? Is it the Hawkeye? No, it ain't the Hawkeye state. It's like Iowa or something. Yeah. Anyway, Sun- Sunflower State. I think it is the Sunflower State. Yeah, it is Sunflower State. Gosh dang it, messed that one up. Anyways, what's what's up with the the second leg, Kansas? How you feeling about that? Man, so a little bit nervous, but uh. We're in big buck territory and the Mecca. This is kind of why I think I have Kansas is probably the reason why I have more confidence in Oklahoma in the mountainous area, because every time it seemed like I went to a new spot or something in Kansas, I seen 20 deer and I (laughs) feel like I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm thinking that's going to carry over in Oklahoma because to me, I'm like, Oh, I'm just good, you know, but boy, am I about to be humbled. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Because in, in, in Kansas the, is like a cheat code. Yeah, I mean, in all like in all honesty, like if you're like, oh, I live in the Midwest and and I find deer left and right. <laughs> I understand why. Now I'm not talking crap, but uh, yeah. So I think that's why I have high hopes, like higher hopes for Oklahoma than Kansas. But yeah, right now for the Kansas, uh, for the Kansas thing, uh. Not really familiar where we're going to start out at, but we drove by it once. You've already hunted there one weekend, and so you have kind of a heads up on everybody, or I guess a, a head start, so to speak. But we can always kind of tail off you a little bit. You know, you're, you're in a good area. We can all just hunt right next to you 200 yards apart, right? That might work for one buck. Well, okay. See, that it might have to. That's one out of nine then, or I guess one out of three we need to be when we need to get there. But, uh, all joking aside, we're going to hunt that new area, and then if need if we need to, we're going to go back to the place where we hunted in September and October. And so I, I don't know. I think it sounds bad, but I feel more confident in Oklahoma where we hunt, just because I know the area better than where years we're of learning that area, though. Yeah, yeah, but years. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Maybe it'll probably it'll probably be the other way around, but we'll see. 
Yeah, I mean, if I had hunted the same area in Kansas for three, four, five years, right. I'd be like, oh, I got this. You know, I got this figured out. Um, but Kansas, it's it's worth it's worth saying. Um, we have hunted and scouted in two areas that are probably about two and a half hours apart. So we've hunted two completely different environments. Some more of like the the plain stuff, you know, not a ton of ag, plains, creek bottoms, that kind of stuff. And then I've hunted, uh, hunted a, a different one, um, in a different part of the state, just straight ag, a lot of water, that sort of thing. So I've kind of got a couple different perspectives. Um, but I'm very excited for Kansas because seeing six deer, six bucks in one sit in the mid part of October doesn't just give me, I know it's not going to be like that every single hunt, but it gives me confidence in identifying areas that I can do that again. And I feel like that's a lot of what public is, is finding an area that's good and then replicating it again and again and finding something similar to it again and again, because obviously there's going to be people. That's the, I think that's going to be our number one battle in Kansas is getting away from folks because all the, almost all the areas we've hunted have deer or we're going to be able to get away from people. And that's what I don't know. Hopefully so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that'll be more of an issue than than it was, obviously, in September and October. But I think after coming out of Oklahoma and walking through that versus getting it the extra half mile or something away from people in Kansas, that's going to seem like a cakewalk at the, yeah, at the time. That's a different kind of illusion, like getting away. It's, it's not... It's like, oh, dang, I got to yeah. walk on a flat ground. The because kind of like that lake spot we were hunting in Kansas where, I mean, you both saw that 140. Yeah. I feel like to some people, like, oh, that's a pretty far walk. In a way, I guess it is, but it's flat and half of it was mowed. So it's just like. It, it ain't, ain't bad. It ain't bad. It ain't bad. It ain't bad. Well, I um, I hope that that we can seal the deal in both states and. That would be an awesome trip. Um, so if you, were, if you were to pick one, which one would you rather seal the deal in, Oklahoma or Kansas? Well, I've got a couple Oklahoma public bucks on my wall back behind me, so I'd rather seal the deal in Kansas if I only got to pick one. Okay. What about and you? Which one are you most excited for, though, Kansas or the other one? I'm pretty equally excited for both because yeah. they're so <laughs> That's about where they're, I'm at. They're so different. Um we're hunting two completely different environments and I think one, that's what one you can what? see half a mile and then the other one you you, you can see 50 yards. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what I like about it though, is it's, it's the deer can be present and th- thrive in so many different environments. And I feel like that's one of the things of challenging yourself as a, as a hunter is hunting those different environments and finding them in every one of them. And that's, if we could go back to back weeks and, and, and get it done in both those places, it's like, okay, that's 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 a pretty cool accomplishment. Oh, I would love sure. to be able to do that for sure. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping it's a a clean sweep though for uh, for the HA crew in Kansas and Oklahoma. But um, Lord willing, we're going to be out there. We're going to be caffeinated. Oh my rock. God, we're going to be we're going to be caffeinated. Uh, so a clean sweep for us would be three bucks in Oklahoma. And then three bucks in Kansas. That would be a clean sweep. Yes, and it would. when I say three bucks, we have three people in each right. state. So basically one one buck per week per person. 
Yes. Realistically speaking, what I would consider success is if everyone could walk away from that trip with a buck. Yeah, yeah, but that I, I'll just explain. But the, dare to be, but dare to be different. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was just explaining the clean sweep method. Is it going to happen? God, I hope so. But <laughs> dude, could you imagine though? Could no. you imagine killing six bucks in two weeks? No, no, I couldn't. The taxidermy bills would be out the wazoo. Um, that's that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to, that we can get a ton of cool video, share a little bit more behind the scenes of the camping, the hotels, and the kind of the stuff you got to do because that's a that's a big part of it too. It, it's it that's probably more of the battle than it is hunting is just surviving and yeah. trying not to die on your fast food regimen and diet. So we're trying see, to try to share more of that stuff in the videos. Make it down the road without having to stop twenty times to little little ABS. Yeah, take a deuce. Yeah, a little bowel syndrome. That's yeah, awesome. So um, that's what we're up to. We're gonna go do Kansas. We're gonna do Oklahoma. It's gonna be a rutcation. We'll try to do some hunt talk episodes while we're out there, especially when we're on the road. I feel like that would right. be a good. Well, we're gonna be driving separately. That sucks. Um, do you think we'd have to at the first spot? No, no, that's true. That's true. We could do some hunt talk episodes on the first spot. So in Oklahoma. We'll try to do some um, with that for you guys. We'll try to keep you guys updated on kind of what's going on. Um, watch out on Insta. I think that's probably where we'll put most of the stuff um, kind of day to day. So watch out there on the stories, and hopefully we'll have some good stories for you guys in two weeks and come back better at bow hunting, whatever that means. Either so, that or just have a, a, a hell of a taxidermy bill. I would like that even more. So I, I absolutely like that. <laughs> um, well, a um, couple updates before we go. We just released Carol's um, buck that he shot in Oklahoma, Southwest Oklahoma. That's up on the YouTube channel. Go check out that video. Pretty cool story. It's also got some uh, footage of us hunting in Kansas. And this Friday, we're uh, Rutcation 3.0, third annual trip. So it's time to get after it. I hope you guys are having a good season. Hope everybody's seeing a lot of deer. And if you're not, be hopeful because the best part of the season is ahead of us. And Jake, you're supposed to ask him to leave a podcast review. Oh, well, you were just on a roll, roll and I was like, hey, I'm going to let him do this little clean sweep right here. And just, uh, you just sounded so fluent. But yeah, if y'all could go to YouTube and be sure to subscribe after you watch the, uh, the new hunting episodes. Uh, be sure to tell us what you think on them. Like, is the music too loud? Uh, is there too much music? Uh, can you not hear us in our interviews? Yeah, just be sure to leave leave a thumbs up, but also tell us what we did wrong in the comments. Uh, it seems like most people like like to do that. So yeah, if you could do that and then hop over to the uh, Apple Podcast app or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a rating and review. Five stars. And Yeah, five stars would be nice. If you want to leave one star, more power to you, I guess. Uh, but you'd be a... Yeah, so... That's it. Follow us on TikTok, all the socials, Instagram, and uh, Jesus loves you. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you guys so much for checking out the Hunter's Advantage podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.